Hello, and welcome back to our Extraordinary Podcast. I'm Clara. And I'm Danny. And today we're talking about episode 208, Zoe's Extraordinary Birthday, written by Lindsay Rosin and Alicia Carroll and directed by Shasta Span. Before we dive in, why don't you read us the episode summary, Danny? IMDb says, it's Zoe's 30th birthday, but before the celebration, she has to confront her feelings for the men in her life. <laughs> yeah, so this is, a, this is a ship episode. It is so full of ships, you might as well call it a yacht club. <laughs> yeah. Did I work on that joke for three minutes? Yes. <laughs> many, many, many ships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so let's start with initial reactions. What did you think, Danny? I mean, I this episode is great. It's like there's like no filler. It's just go, go, go. And <laughs> it's just full of everything and so many emotions and so many laughs. And just <laughs> I, I really liked it. And I mean... I feel like as people have probably realized, I'm a little bit of a hopeless romantic, so this episode is just like 100% up my alley. Also, it's Zoe's <laughs> birthday, and she just turned 30, and I just turned 30, and we're both Capricorns, so it was just, it was fun. Yeah, I liked this episode a lot, too, which surprised me a little just because, you know, I don't really get into the love triangle stuff in the same way. Yeah, and I had yeah, been yeah. frustrated by how much the season had been about ships, but I feel like, I feel like... Part of it was that the last episode I felt like properly dealt with Zoe's emotional state and with like actually trying to make her work through her grief instead of ignoring it or trying to run away from it. Yeah. And so now I feel like, okay, well, we can we can do some romance because she's like dealt with her bullshit. So I think it just like it felt more appropriate in terms of the timing. Like I didn't want to see her keep running back and forth between Max and Simon. I mean, I don't want to see the constant running back and forth anyway, but like I didn't want to see her doing that just so that she didn't have to like have dad feelings. Yeah. Like she definitely really like even in this episode like healthily deals with her dad. Yes. Problems. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's it, right? Like it feels all of the relationships feel a little bit healthier. Like everyone has had a bit of room to grow and to like deal with their stuff mm-hmm. but yeah so so let's let's get into it um leaning into the spirit of this episode there's there's not really arcs it's it's really just the birthday arc and so i figured we'd kind of take things ship by ship since that's okay. the, the big way that things are going so we'll start with max and rose because as both zoe and max discover in this episode <laughs> they have a bit of chemistry um they do this sexy duet that's also like Rose, Rose's body language is very possessive in, in the dance. Um, and I feel like you can tell that, like, Rose sees Zoe as competition, but not a threat. I feel like she thinks she's got Max wrapped around her little finger. And she's she's not entirely wrong. She's not wrong. But you can tell that she doesn't really see her as a threat. Because, like, literally when Max, like, introduces yeah. them, he says, my... And then stops, and he's like, Zoe, this is Zoe. He was, like, about to say, like, my ex. And, like, he stops herself, and she does not care. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah, she's no, like, whatever. No, like, look of, like, <gasps> what? Yeah, like, <laughs> it. it's interesting. It's interesting. And I, I really like them together. I mean, like, yeah. I'm hardcore for, like, Zoe and Max, like, at the end of the day. <laughs> and I still feel like, you know, like, they're endgame. But, like... Uh-huh. I'm not someone who, like, is going to be, like, constantly fucking mad or sad that, like, they're not together. Because, like, you know, it's like, I personally prefer slow burn anyways, but that's just me. 
Yeah. Um, I watched this with Lanier, and he kept referring to Rose, because he couldn't remember the character's name, as stretched out Arya Stark, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Interesting. Look at it again, you'll see it. <laughs> I mean, like, I could see it, but, like, I actually, like, you know, like, know her as an actress, so, like, to me, yeah. I'm just, like, she's her own person. Yeah. It's Katie Finley. Okay, so Zoe, on the other hand, does feel the competition from Rose, and she does not like it, so much so that she tries to have a quote-unquote mature conversation with Max, but it doesn't quite work out so so maturely. <laughs> I mean, have you, like, I feel like that's a pattern between the two of them, yeah. like, their first conversation about anything is always, like, a shit show. And then they finally kind of, like, start to think back on, like, you know, like, how they handled that badly and, like, usually kind of, like, come back together and have, like, a better discussion. But I just, like, cracked me up because, like, as as we, like, know for sure Zoe is a Capricorn, but I swear to God, Max is a Taurus. Like, those two buttheads (laughs) so easily and, like, they're just, like, that. Like, that earth sign trope of, like, basically being, like, I'm the one that's right and you're the one that's wrong and, like, (laughs) let me talk over you and, like, make me sound like I'm smarter than you. And, like, he's also just, like, really hot-headed and is, like, I'm going to walk away. Like, he's always the one that leaves. Well, so that's why I thought he actually might be a fire sign because he is so hot-headed, right? Like, he just reacts. Whatever happens, he feels what he's feeling in the moment and he acts on that immediately. He could definitely have fire in his chart, but he's definitely a Taurus. Taurus is actually the most stubborn sign of the Zodiac. (laughs) They are literally a bull. Well, but that's the thing. He doesn't, like, stay and fight. He leaves. He always Yeah, I know. Okay. Taurus always leave. (laughs) Aries don't leave. Well, okay. This this thing in general, though, is another one of those moments where I was both frustrated with Zoe and I identified with her because she's, like, angsty and upset. She knows she has to talk to Max about it, like Mo tells her, but she also doesn't know how to pull it off. And my first thought was in astrology thought about her, so this is what you've done to me. She has to be a water moon. Because, like, Earth, Sun, and water moon, it's like you have all these emotions and you don't, like, you just want to push them away and push them away and it doesn't work. And she's keeps just trying to, like, logic her way through it. Like, her idea of the mature conversation is to talk about it as though it doesn't affect either her or Max in any way, just be like, here is the thing that's happening. These are facts. Let's just pretend that they're, you know, not part of our lives. Um, So it's like she has this, like, tunnel vision in that conversation. Like, she's so focused on how she's feeling about it that she can't predict how, that, like, even that it was going to affect him at all, which is ridiculous. She could be, but... I also could feel like maybe like like an air sign moon as well. Hmm. I don't know. Air signs are always so just like oh my god, like they're really hard to explain. They're like kind of like I'm right, you're wrong, but like standoffish about it. And like I feel like she's really standoffish. Like she kind of always minimizes everything, you know? Like she Yeah. But you don't think that's the earth sign in her? It could be, but, like, she's personally, like, I feel like not emotionally forward enough to be, like, a water moon. Like, she's not emotions first. Hmm. 
But yeah, what did you feel about that conversation? It threw me off a lot. Like, I was kind of expecting it, but it was so just like, like, I feel like they really needed to have, like, you know, like that, that conversation since it had been a while since they've talked the about DTR. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she went about it all wrong, but she almost always does. Yeah. Max always calls her out, though, and I like that. Like, I've always liked that about yeah. him. Like, he's just like, um, like, if we're not having that conversation about whether or not we're getting back together, like, why are we talking? I mean, I, I hear you. I think it's good that he calls her out. I wish he didn't do it. I, I, I wish he didn't always just, like, storm off. Like, I don't feel like that's super healthy. But oh, it's not. <laughs> this is why they can't be together now. <laughs> It's not. They definitely need to both work on their communication, like, yeah, together. Yeah. And But I, I do, like, like, I mean, it's always a consistent problem between the two of them. It's just, like, the fact that she, on some level, can, like, read his mind, and he hates that. Yeah, he can't, like, he can't stand it at all. And the thing is, he likes that superpower about her with other people. He just, like, can't deal with it being directed at him. He can't deal mm-hmm. with that imbalance. That said, when he has the time to cool off and, like, process, he always comes back and does something really sweet, like the gift he gives Zoe in this episode, mm-hmm. which is just, I mean, of course. Of course, one, it's, like, a reference to her to her superpower because I feel like that's kind of his way of dealing with it is to go back and, like, even though he has a lot of insecurity about it, to try to crystallize the moments where it's done something good for them Mm -hmm. but it's also just you know it's very cheesy and sweet (laughs) he is a very good gift giver i mean like there's like the one that he gave her in the very first episode back this season the ring that she loved so sweet he's he's very sweet (laughs) he's a hopeless romantic he's a he is kind of a grand gestures kind of guy oh yeah definitely and he's always doing, like, he is always doing stuff like that. I feel like there's some other moment other than just the, like, other gift that he gave her. I think maybe it was when they were, when they had the big fight after she told him that she had the power and, like, he didn't believe her. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing where he, like, he was really pissed off and acted all, you know, superior and I'm right and you're a jerk about it. And then he, like, cooled off and was like, oh, okay. I still want That's to how there. all of their fights go. I know. All of them. That's why it's so irritating. They need to, like, grow up and learn to talk <laughs> to each other. They need to learn yeah, to fight like, well. <laughs> their first conversation is always a shit show, and then their oh second God. one is, like, okay, we got this. But that's fine. Like, I mean, there's really honestly, like, nothing wrong with that. Like, fighting's just not easy. Like, yeah. in the moment, no one is good at fighting. I just don't think all of those things need to be fights. <laughs> well, emotions, man. Like, the thing is, is she doesn't, she doesn't respect his emotions sometimes. And I feel like that's the biggest issue. Oh, I think he has too big of an ego. I think he's, like, very prideful. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, is, the fact, but like, the way that he can't like deal with her moment. power. No, I mean, it is part of that because the way he can't deal with her power feels like it feels a little to me like a dude who can't deal with his with his female partner making more money than he can than I'm, he does. <laughs> I mean, I I don't see it as that. Like, 
I feel like that's because sometimes like him. certain things like set it <laughs> off, but like she just doesn't know how to fucking talk to him. Like, yeah, like she just like why did she need to bring up Simon? She's like in the interest of being like honest. I'm just. Like, I mean, Bitch. it was dumb. It she didn't need <laughs> to do that. <laughs> yeah, she just like keeps like piling on. It's like, dude, you guys are already in this like not so great place right in this moment. Like, I think it's because she can't like she doesn't understand what's driving her like her anxieties or how she's feeling. Right. So instead of talking about like what's at the heart of them, she's just like, here are all the symptoms. <laughs> yeah, Which does and seem like, like, like she's like in the sake of being honest, I'm like, she didn't need to bring up Aiden. She clearly doesn't have feelings for him. No. It's like, okay, if anything, she should have been like, well, like, you know, my neighbor, like, has a crush on me, but I'm, like, not into him. Like, yeah. But, like, it, like the way she goes about everything, I'm just like, oh, God, girl. Well, speaking of Simon, it is maybe actually a good thing that she brought him up because uh, the Simon ship starts to sail a bit in this episode. He puts together this amazing party for her at work, um, and then he stays behind to help clean up after the party at her mom's, and then there's the cheese quake. The next day, uh, Not too shabby. On her actual birthday. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a lot there. I, there. There was a lot there. But, like, I don't even know, like, how for, like, even a fucking second she could, like, question his feelings. Like, it's so obvious Simon's? How he, yeah, how he feels about her. It's so obvious. Just like in his expressions, the way he talks to her. I, she's just, she's just like in her head because like of Tatiana, which just like, as we find out in this episode, is definitely one sided. I don't think that's as, as wild as you do, in part because, right, like the last time that they had a thing for each other, he was in a relationship with another woman. So. Mm-hmm. I think she could be worried also about, like, getting into that situation again where, you know, maybe it's it's not fear that he doesn't have any feelings for her, but fear that his feelings are about, like, a fear of commitment with someone else. I don't know if it's that or if she, like, because, like, when she's first, like, questioning it, it's, like, kind of, like, after her and, like, Max kind of, like, make up and stuff, mm. too. So, like... I do feel like it's, like, constantly this, like, battle in her own head about Max. But, like, I'm just, like, the thing is, is, like, with Tatiana, like, I don't even know, like, how she could question it. Especially after the whole, like, Kiss Me song thing, which we'll get Mm -hmm. into, like, later. But I was, like, it's so clearly one-sided there. Yeah. It's just, like, everything, like, in Simon's actions and, like, the way he behaves towards her that so obvious that he's into her like I know like a lot of people do have an issue like seeing that when someone does like fancy them I know you have had reservations about Simon in the past and it is true that their relationship originally was about bonding over grief but I think it feels I mean it feels healthier to me now because he's done a lot of growing this season she's done a lot of growing this season And their friendship has done a lot of growing, right? Like, they spent a lot of this season not seeing each other romantically in any way. And I think that allowed them to move beyond just the, like, being a, like, dad-death support group for each other. Yeah, and I also feel like the fact that his feelings for her still remained after, like, that whole just, like, shit that went down 
for him. And and he was really good about, I mean, I think that's really important, but I also think he was really good about not, like, being an adult when she chose Max. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably, like, I don't know. I that Hopefully that's not what made her fall for him by itself, because that would be really sad for Max. But, like, I do think there's something nice about seeing that a guy isn't just going to, like, disappear if you're not a romantic interest. Yeah. There is also, she's she and Max have dealt with so much baggage over his inability to, to like, deal with her power that I do think there's, like, an Edward Bella kind of thing in her attraction to Simon because he doesn't have that, he doesn't, he's not carrying that around, right? Like, he's not constantly worrying that she knows what's in his head. And we'll see how that goes. Yeah, like, I mean, he's bound to find out. Like, yeah. He's bound to find out about it, and I yeah. just, like, it's, it will be definitely interesting to see how he handles it in comparison to Max. I, like, it's not that I don't like them together, it's just a preference, I guess, you know? Yeah. And, like, it was definitely, like, the, like, initial, like, trauma bonding that they had, and... Yeah, and I don't think they could have had a successful relationship coming off the end of season one. I think they needed to have any kind of growth and we'll see how successful it is yeah i do also have one qualm that i need to raise which isn't she still technically his boss i think so but i'm not positive i'm not positive how that work environment works oh that's true because he got he got his new title yeah yeah i just remember that like in episode five when she has the day off and um, Danny Michael Davis like approaches him in that skeezy way, or f- five or six, whichever one it, whichever one is the trip episode that he calls her and says, "I know it's your day off, but you are my boss." It's a little sketch if he, if she's his boss. He didn't get the new title and like seat at the board until after that happened, though. So like, I feel like now they're probably on the same okay. level. I'm gonna assume that they are that they're on the <laughs> same level now because he definitely got a promotion. <laughs> Yeah, he did. This is also, this is not ship specific, but I do feel like we have to mention the amazing sweater themed birthday bar at Spark Point. I mean, it's kind of relationship because like, I mean, Simon did it. Well, yeah. Like, you know, he said like, you know, oh, he just started the chain, but let's be real. He planned that whole fucking thing. Yeah. But the sweater cake and the sweater cookies. And then my, my favorite little Easter egg. I don't know if you saw this, but like right behind the cake in front of the candy bar there's a, a like case of Pepto-Bismol no I didn't notice that that's hilarious <laughs> just like all these little pink bottles and I'm like yeah because she's turning 30 and you can't have that much sugar without Pepto when you're 30 <laughs> I mean I eat a fuck ton of sugar still and I'm 30 and how frequently are you nauseous I mean I'm usually <laughs> nauseous because of my migraines not because of my sugar consumption <laughs> Different kind of nausea. <laughs> and of course, uh, we can't get through this episode without talking about Aiden. My boy. <laughs> <laughs> what a little puppy dog. Uh, I feel so bad for him. <laughs> I loved his line where he's like, where else are you going to find a like, Australian it's rocker so with this petty. hair? <laughs> it's so fucking petty. Okay, I, I, I messaged you this. You did. That like, I was like, okay, now I know for sure that he's a Sagittarius. Ah, <laughs> uh, this whole episode made it so clear that he's a Sagittarius man. But I do still think that he has like an Aquarius like moon and or rising. It could be both. But Sagittarian men cannot 
stand when someone else is not interested in them. Like, they cannot <laughs> stand it. Um, especially if it's, like, what I've noticed, this is not the situation between them, but, like, a lot of the times, like, if you like a Sagittarius and they, like, don't reciprocate at first, but then you decide that, you know, like, you're going to move on, they're like, no. <laughs> like, they're all about the chase. All about the chase. So that's why I'm like, I don't think Aiden's gone. Like, I feel like he's going to try Oh, again. really? So you, you don't think he's off the show now? No. Because he's not in the band and he's not with her. I kind of feel like that was a goodbye. I mean, he's still, like, a neighbor. Like, I just feel like, I mean, like, I feel like he'll spend some time away, but I don't think he's gone for good. Okay, okay. <laughs> the song, though, was so sweet. But, like. Was it? Did you listen to the words? <laughs> Hey, just because it was sexual doesn't mean it's not sweet. <laughs> I did love it. Took me, I mean, I think I texted you this, but it took me like two days after I watched it to realize, oh, it's called Crimson Love because she's a redhead. Yes. I, oh. I like, I just like love Aiden. So I would be really sad if he just like completely disappears forever. But there's like a lot there. Like, I actually was kind of yeah. like, disappointed in the way that she responds to him like hmm. like I just feel like and I, I mean she does this a lot I just feel like she could have been nicer about it you know like she always is such a straightforward dick about everything in a way that I'm just like why he did kind of publicly humiliate her with it I mean <laughs> but like I don't feel like she thinks that, I guess, but, like, I don't feel like everyone else, like, was, like, super humiliated for her. Like, maybe, like, her family, obviously, David was, like, watching uh, David realize what that song oh. was about was fucking brutal. Oh, it was so funny. And, I mean, like, I mean, I immediately knew when Aiden was just like, I don't think we should talk about it. That uh -huh, he, was, uh -huh. he was talking about Zoe. And in that moment, I was just like, I was right. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think, I feel like everyone else thought it was cool. Uh, but I don't know. I, I'm not, so I am personally not a grand gestures person, especially not grand public gestures, because I think they put a lot of pressure on you, right? Like, there isn't a nice way to reject somebody when they've done something big and public. Um, like, especially never publicly propose to somebody, I think that's super questionable because it, it just puts them in this position where if if you haven't talked about it, if they're not into it, like, how do you say no and not come out looking yeah. like a dick on the internet? <laughs> so I have a lot of sympathy for that. Um, I didn't, the one thing I didn't think she needed to do was freak out about everyone singing happy birthday to her. <laughs> um I thought it was funny, but I mean, it was just because it's like a joke. Yeah. Cause, like She's like, ah, I'm tired of music. <laughs> no, what bothered me in the way that she responded to him was more of like how fucking ageish she was about rejecting him. Like, oh, like, you're a baby and I'm 30. I don't know. Like, I really <laughs> fucking hate when people are like that. Like, he's clearly not like young young like he's got to be like 22 23 like which to some people is like really young That's but pretty she's young. <laughs> 30 she's i mean 30. i think she she said some other things too right like she said you're a free spirit which i mean is euphemistic clearly but like i think she's right when she says that they're in very different places in their lives oh 
they are, but she it's the way she says it. It's the way she presents this information. She's I just think you think that it. way because you think he's hot and you're the same age. I mean, no, but like <laughs> I just feel like if it was the other way around. If mm-hmm. he had said something similar to yeah. her, like, oh, because you're 30, like, that would come up, like, off, like, so ageist and shitty. But, like, if you flip it, it's not. Like, I, I don't know. Like, there's just better ways that she could have gone about it and been, like, just, like, you know, like, I think we're friends, but I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's her attitude towards it that bothers me. All right. Continue, continue to hate TV me. It's fine. <laughs> well, I would call you out if you were a dick to someone about their age. <laughs> All right. The other thing I want to say is uh, you were right, of course, that Aiden was into her. And mm-hmm. I was totally right that Emily was turned on by David being in a band. I mean, yes, you were. <laughs> I I honestly was kind of surprised that they, like, really turned that up in this episode. I thought it was funny, though. It was it definitely was. funny. But I also was just like laughed because like when he was like talk trying to talk about it with the band, they're just like, dude, no, like I don't want to talk about this. Like that's well, so that's crass. He's, he's trying to be like cool and young, and they're like, uh, uh-uh, we don't talk about women that way. Yeah, exactly. I was <laughs> like, Gen Z said no locker room talk. <laughs> it was good. That was a good moment. Yeah. Um, I also liked Emily's line about how well I I was talking about that until you called it a dad band. <laughs> yeah. All right. One last ship we have to discuss. I'm going to say let's skip Mo and the Fire Marshal just because, I mean, we talked about that last episode. Not a ton has happened this episode. I don't feel like we, like, they're setting up this potential conflict around him having kids and Mo mm-hmm. not being sure about how he feels about that. Yeah. Um, so I, there's not a ton of progress there, and I think we'll have more to talk about in future episodes. But we do, of course have to talk about Tobin and Mackenzie, our little gabies who are about to become each other's beards. But in seriousness, how do you feel about them? <laughs> well, I, I just want to say one thing about the Mo. One okay, thing. Because yeah, yeah. it does kind of, like, I feel like, correlate. There was something that I noticed, like, when Mo was talking to Zoe about, like, the whole, like, like, Mo just, like, wants to feel like a young, younging and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then, like, I f- the way that Zoe's just kind of like, oh, like, that shouldn't matter kind of, like, thing back. I was just like, girl, you just turned someone down for age, and now you're just like, oh, you should totally give him a shot. <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, this little hypocrite. <laughs> Anyways, it's Hopin and Mackenzie. I don't, like, I like it more than I thought I would. Like, I was just kind of, like, irked by it at first. But they uh-huh. do have, like, a really good dynamic and, like, this really good just kind of, like, play off of each other being, like, kind of jerks to each other, like, cutesiness. I don't know, like, they're definitely cute. Yeah, there's, like, a, a very low-key enemies to lovers, which I know is, is one of the tropes you like. They have that, like, competitive passion. I also just like how she's always just like, no, no, and, like, being kind of, like, mean to him. <laughs> and he's, like, yeah. into it, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Well, and I think it is kind of nice. He's talked a lot about, like, having difficulties with women and that he is not, like, he's clearly has difficulty relating to women. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this can, you know, this is maybe a way where he can start to be I mean, they're both bros. So, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's definitely, like, a bro kind of girl. So, like, I feel like. <laughs> 
They definitely if are it was similar. gonna be someone, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love. I actually like really like her. Like she hasn't shown up too much, too too much, but like she's definitely someone who reminds me of myself, especially in the way that she dresses. Hmm. And like I always nag on people like that too. Um, so I'm just like, I was just like, where's my Tobin? <laughs> Your Tobin is inside you. That sounded dirtier <laughs> than I meant it to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like I, I'm definitely interested to see kind of like where that goes going forward and speaking of Tobin I like I don't know like I just like the whole like birthday celebration and how involved he like wanted oh, to be he was, it was like so cute yeah and especially actually coming off of the last episode where I feel like they did bond a little it's nice yeah. to see everyone at Spark Point get excited about spending time with her yeah, and, like, I mean, Tobin's just progressively getting more close to her, which I just think yeah. is really sweet. Like, Yeah. Especially, and I, and I feel like it all just comes off of, like, how she kind of, like, forced his hand into to speaking yeah. up. Yeah, and I mean, I think he's, right, he's very proud of doing that, too. And so I think, right, there's a way in which he also sees it as, like, she saw something in him when he wasn't seeing it in himself, yeah. And so I think, yeah, I think he feels, yeah, he feels very seen by her, which is a good basis for a friendship. I was kind of sad that, like, you know, Leaf wasn't there, but, no. but, like, I know that, like, obviously COVID is probably a reason, but also he doesn't fit into any kind of love thing that they had really going on in that episode. So. Yeah, especially after the last one, right? Like, you wouldn't really be able to do that kiss me scene well with leaf around like you'd have I mean to it would have been funny him being all like not... sad in the corner yeah <laughs> yeah but, I mean I think that's the thing right like you, I feel like you'd have to address it more which would take yeah. away from a lot of the a, a lot of the sort of momentum of the episode and this yeah of... which I mean there was already there's like so much happening in yeah. one episode so that is though that's everything I had written down is there stuff you want to talk about that I missed or that like falls out of the ship territory I did have one funny astrology comment that I made in mine. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, does Zoe have a Taurus, uh, Taurus Mars like me? Because like good chocolate is also one of the only things that I would probably be okay with being woken up with on my day off. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that whole coffee, thing was though, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like that good was really chocolate, cute. good coffee. And I was like, I was actually just like laughing about the whole Taurus moon thing I mean moon Mars thing the other day because it was just like it was like one of those like I was thinking in my head I was just like and people say astrology isn't real like I'm obsessed with sweets and like chocolate Mm -hmm. and like that is like a big like any Taurus placement like (laughs) thing is to be obsessed with like sweets and especially chocolate and I have like one of the sweetest tooths of like anyone I know. And clearly Zoe does too. <laughs> I feel like Taurus governing your Mars and Leo governing my Mars explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> stubborn. Uh stubborn and aggressive. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about hard songs. <laughs> yes. Let's get into it. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, four heart songs plus one original in-world song. First one is Needy Tonight by In Excess, sung by Max and Rose. 
Second one is Don't Leave Me This Way, which also has like a really complicated lineage, like all the ones last episode. So it's it's written by three songwriters, Kenneth Gamble, Leon Huff, and Carrie Gilbert. And there's like a whole bunch of versions that have been made, like a whole bunch of like covers that have been made, and they all have some kind of interesting significance. So the one that I think it's based on is is the original performance by Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. But there's also one by Thelma Houston a few years later, which apparently became like a kind of unofficial anthem with gay men at the height of the AIDS epidemic. Hmm. And then a later version by the Communards. But... There's that's more background than we need. It's sung by Simon and the Spark Point crew. I feel like Simon, it like it's consistently getting songs that always have like some kind of complicated history. Mm, well, he has one, so it fits. <laughs> and then "Kiss Me" by Sixpence and the Richer, sung by Mo, the Hot Fire Marshal, and like every other couple at the party. The original song, Crimson Love, uh, sung by Aiden and the band with David increasingly feeling awkward. I love that, though. I love that it's, like, not technically a heart song, but it is kind of a heart song, too. Like, he's such a simple, simple man. He wears his heart you song know, on his sleeve. You know, the music's been haunting him, too. Oh, God, <laughs> yes! That line was so great! <laughs> She's like, ah! Oh, yeah, that's super weird. Never heard of anything like that. <laughs> um, and then the last one is the one Simon sings, which is Into You by Ariana Grande. So we'll start with favorites. Um, And since you didn't text me your favorite beforehand, so I don't have like a witty pun prepared, I will go first. I think for me, it is into you. Like it was just, it was really sweet and sexy and like a a nice cover. I like it when they do gender swapped covers in in general. I just think that you get something really nice out of that. Um, Especially when it's the men singing like an emotional song, which it very frequently is. Yeah, so, I mean, there's not too much there. I just thought it was really sweet and a good moment and um, very pretty. So what about you? I mean, I went back and forth on, like, what one was my favorite. Like, I really liked the Into You one as well, like, Mm -hmm. for many reasons, which will, like, I feel like I'll talk more about when we actually talk about it. But, like, I love that song anyways. It was nice to hear him sing something contemporary. Well, it's Mm, not my favorite. What I'm saying is... It was very close. Oh, <laughs> but my, and I also loved Crimson Love, obviously. But <laughs> I think the Kiss Me one is my favorite mm. of of the set. Really? That kind of surprises me. I feel like it's that's not your type of music usually. I, it's like one of my favorite songs. <laughs> really? I yeah. had no idea. Oh. I love that song. It's like a classic 90s song. Like, I love classic 90s, like, soft rock. I grew up on that shit. Isn't that band super Christian? Maybe. Not that I know of. Okay. <laughs> I like that song, and like, there's also, like, a really, really good pop punk cover yeah. of it by Newfound Glory that I'm, like, super into. Okay. So, like, I feel like that's also, like, my favorite version of it. But I just, like, I've always liked that song a lot, but... I just, like, thought that that was, like, my favorite, like, number. Like, I just liked everything about it. Like, the way that it, like, I I don't know, like, the choreography, like, how it all goes together. Like, the drama. Like, there's so much drama in it, too. And (laughs) uh, hearing so many different voices um, Mm -hmm. in it. Yeah, Yeah, that was nice. We finally got to hear Mackenzie sing a little bit. And she had a very lovely voice. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And then, like, the end of it, too. Like, I loved, like, just, like, that lingering on the, like, Tatiana singing, yeah. like, the kiss me part um, as it yeah. being very clearly one-sided and, like, how it ended that, like, her just saying it and saying it and he's just, like, not responding. Everything about that was just, like, I just liked how it, like, went together, like, all of that. Yeah. Like, it was just very, like, it meshes very well. I really liked Mo trying to guess what, like, who the song was by and um and her being like what was it it was like something barley's was her thing so i think it's not any of those people bearded barley's yes yeah (laughs) but like also at the same time zoe's like the worst at describing what song she's hearing like yeah and like like her knowledge of songs is so weird right i'm like yeah yeah exactly i feel like if she's gonna know anything she's gonna know that song because it's like was a huge song in the 90s and that was definitely when she grew up oh she didn't know tainted love either last time right Mm -mm. yeah like i I don't know what rock zoe has been living under (laughs) that she doesn't know any of this any of these like super iconic songs apparently her i mean obviously her parents were into music and her brother was in a band yeah like how the fuck does she not know (laughs) any music i feel like this needs to get resolved at some point yeah, I just, I mean, like, they obviously, like, it's just a plot point to be funny, but, like, it's just kind of like, what the yeah. fuck? How do you not know anything? So that's Kiss Me. Um, yeah, tell me what you did think of Into You. Get get into that one. Get into Into You. Get See, I got a pun. You. It's so unfair of them to just, like, give Simon just, like, the sexiest songs all the time. <laughs> like, geez, like, that number was just, like, that was a lot. Mm-hmm. It was hot, though, and mm-hmm. I was just like, like, when she, like, pulls him in at the end and, mm-hmm. like, kisses him, I was like, I could feel that. I was just like, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, and it was, I feel like it was also, <laughs> that scene was very different from the scene where she and Max get together, and I liked that. I liked that they, like, made clear the differences in that rela- in those rela- two relationships. I do feel like with Simon and her, it's it's very much like a lust and like physical attraction first. Really? Yeah, I do. Like I feel like huh. it's very lustful like, oh, I like really want to hook up. Whereas like with with Max it's very rooted in like feelings and like love and let's make love kind of versus like let's have sex. Like there's a difference. Okay, so I do think that Max is more like that, right? Like, he's more of a sort of cheesy romantic. I don't think that her relationship with Simon, though, I don't think that means it's based in lust. I think they just have a different, like, they have a different understanding. The what If it's love that they share, it's a different kind of love than the love that she has with Max. It's much more, I don't think that they see each other as soulmates. Mm-hmm. And I don't personally have a problem with that, right? Like, I mean, I, I feel I'm not as much of a hopeless romantic as you are, I think. Um, <laughs> so that's probably part of it. Like, I'm not sure how much I buy the whole, like, soulmates thing in general. But I also think that that doesn't, right, like, that doesn't mean not feeling like you're soulmates with somebody doesn't mean all you want to do is bang them. No. I'm not <laughs> saying that that's all I want to do. I'm just saying that I feel like that's, like, like a big source of it for them is like this like lust i think it's more comfort i think it's more they did have this like trauma bonding thing but i also think that made them feel seen by each other and understood by each other Mm -hmm. and whether or not that's actually true when it plays out is going to be a different story but 
I think that's what Zoe sees in him. Not to say that he isn't hot and incredibly lustworthy. I just don't think she's driven by her hormones in it. I don't know, because I feel like, you know, like, since day one, it's just very, like, oof, this guy that I'm, like, super, like, attracted to. Well, time will tell. You're often right about these things. There's definitely more to it. Like, it's not just lust, but I do feel like it's, like, a lust first. (laughs) Time time will tell. Because, like, I can't remember. (laughs) Like, they didn't actually have sex, right? Like, ever? They just kissed and got close to No, they just chased each other around a couch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah, they like got close too, I think, but they never actually happened cuz she like no. started yelling at him. <laughs> All right, so three more songs. Um Need You Tonight, the NXS song, the Max and Rose duet. What did you think of that? It was hot. It was very hot. It, and it was like the choreography, I think I may have mentioned this before, but like I feel like Rose's choreography was very possessive. Like, the, t- the the way that she, like, grabbed his chest from the shoulder. Yeah. There were a couple things like that that just felt like she was marking her territory. <laughs> it was just, like, very, like, hot. I mean, for me, I'm, like, my, like, by heart is, like, trembling. Um. <laughs> <laughs> didn't she tweet, didn't Katie Finley tweet something like, my life is a bisexual panic scene when somebody, somebody called that a bisexual panic scene. She was like, my life is a yeah. bisexual panic scene. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I love Katie Finley, and she's so, like, open about her queerness, and I, like, fucking love her, so I'm, like, happy to see, like, her be in this, and the two of them together on screen is, like, almost too much for me Mm -hmm. to handle, but it, like, kind of reminded me of, like, a Dirty Dancing kind of, like, song number, Hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it did, I do think you're right, that choreography was kind of similar in that, like... The way that they rubbed up against each other. <laughs> yeah, it was very dirty dancing, which is actually kind of funny, too, if you think about it, since they went to summer camp together for, like, six years. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, like, dirty dancing at a summer camp, right? I mean, it's been a while since I've seen that, but I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I think you're right. It's been a while since I've seen it, too, but I think you're right. I also just, like, was, like, laughing because, like, the per- like, they're talking about it beforehand and, like, how she, like liked some guy named Josh Goldstein and I was just like and like I don't know why but it made me laugh and I was just like did they go to like a Jewish summer camp like they, it made me think they very well might have that's the thing it made so. me think of like the like <laughs> camp thing or like the the summer yeah. thing that they did in um Marvelous Mrs. Maisel like the Catskills like oh I was yeah. like was it that kind of summer camp no no I think they probably went to actual summer camp but there are like Jewish summer camps that are like for kids that are Jewish summer yeah camp. yeah yeah it just, like, made me laugh. Speaking of relationships that are driven by lust. There's definitely. I feel like it's this, like, wanting to finally go there. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I feel like, you know, they've always been, yeah. like, you know, back and forth, back and forth. But now that they're rekindled, kind of, like, late in life, they're like, let's see what this is about. Yeah. yeah. I definitely don't think they're long for this world. No, no, I think this is going to be, like, well, I mean, who knows in Showtime, but, like, in, if it were a real-world relationship, they would have a really hot, like, three or four months and then never speak again. Yeah. <laughs> I do know she's definitely going to be around for a while because she Good. definitely posted, like, a rap thing about being there for the finale. She's definitely around for a while. I'm glad. All right, so that's the NXS song. And then um, Don't Leave Me This Way, the Spark Point one. I've never heard that song. <laughs> really? No. Oh my god. At least not as not as as far as I know. Like I don't know it. It's not familiar to me. 
Well, I mean, it's like it's from the 70s, so I guess in some ways that's not like super crazy, but I feel like it's it's referenced in a lot of stuff. But I just really like I love those those big numbers with tons of people. Like like the help number in the very first episode and um like the crazy number in the first glitch episode. Oh yeah. I just yeah, think yeah. there's so much energy to them. It it's it's really nice when everyone is doing it and they're sort of and you get like a lot of movement around a space. Yeah. Did you enjoy the song? Having heard yeah. it for the first time on the show? <laughs> I thought it was fun. I liked it and like John Clarence Stewart sings the fuck out of like everything. Yeah. So it was it was a nice time. It's a very talented cast. It's a very talented cast. <laughs> Understatement of the year. But then also, like, I mean, we got to talk about Crimson Love, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saved the best for last. So <laughs> let's do it. I mean, it's really cool. They finally, like, you know, they got, like, original song up in here. Perfect uh-huh. way to introduce an original song. I don't know if we'll ever get another one, but, like, <laughs> it was cool. And like you said earlier, it was, like, a heart song, but, like, not a heart song. But it kind of was. He's such a simple, simple man. I just love it. Like, everything about Aiden, he he was the perfect, like, palate cleanser character. Yeah. He's such a cutie. I don't know. Well, and especially, like, the first half of the season, there was so much heaviness. And just having a character who's like, yeah, whatever. Like, like I do what I'm I down. want. <laughs> yeah. He is down for it. Yeah. I, I feel like we honestly... We have talked about a lot of this song already because, like, some of my favorite moments are just watching David come to that realization, watching Emily just be like, how do I, how do I get into my turtle shell in this room? Yeah. Um, and then uh, just Zoe's face after, after, <laughs> after telling Mo, after being to Mo, like, why won't anybody sing to me? It's like, be careful what you wish for. Uh, I didn't even think about that. That's, yeah. Mm -hmm. But that was such a mood. Like, I was, like, laughing so hard when she was just like, it's my party. (laughs) They should have had, it's my party, I can cry if I want to. Yeah. (laughs) It was, it was a good one. But I like, I like the song. And I I loved when you, you, like, messaged me saying, like, that he was, like, just, like, the epitome of, like, pure of heart, Doma Bass. (laughs) So is. I love him. I'm going to miss him. I hope you're right and he comes back like in future seasons or something. I would love for him to either A, try again or just come back and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm chill just being friends. What up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play video games. <laughs> Let's play some video games. Let's get high together again. Let's play some video games from 2008. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that, those are the songs. We did it. Good job. Song. <laughs> Final thoughts. Um, you want to go first? I mean, like, I just, like, it was such a fun episode. It was cute. Uh, it Like I said, I was like, it's great because it's like, there's like zero filler in this episode. It's yeah. just all shit being like brought up and resolved and yeah, or like new stuff coming up too. But like, it's a perfect episode for where we're at in the season too. It's like where there's only like, what, like five episodes left or something is it five i think it's five yeah i think that's right which is also crazy i'm like i can't believe we're already at episode eight and we had like a six-week break so i know pandemic time jeremy bear me jeremy bear me are we in the eye i think so (laughs) i think this podcast is the eye Um, yeah, I agree with you, though. Like, I think, like, last week I was saying that episode felt more like classic Zoe's, and I think that's true of this episode, too. Like, 
I've been thinking about it more. And the first half of the season, they did so many ambitious things, right? They they did. And those, like, the episodes five and six were, like, such great episodes. And I think it's really important that they did all those things, that they that they did try to, like, break out of the shell. But it's also nice for the second half of the season to kind of bring it back to that comfort zone of, like, where we are, how we're pushing things forward, Um what the sort of fundamental arc is now that Zoe is actually moving through her grief, where does that take us? Yeah. And yeah, like while this episode was heavy on ships, I didn't mind it precisely because I feel like now Zoe has put in the work to like earn some, to be in a ship. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. To be in a ship instead of just like fucking being irritating every time she talks about a dude. (laughs) I mean, she still is, but (laughs) (laughs) but at least it feels like it doesn't feel like it's going to be like this constant wishy-washy bullshit right it just feels like she's gonna she's gonna do her thing she's gonna get into it she's not gonna like decide one episode into dating simon that she can't have a relationship right now if she does i will be mad but whatever like i mean is she even in a relationship they haven't had that chat yet that's true all they've done is kiss so we'll see i'm sure that they did more but (laughs) Well, all they did on screen was kiss. <laughs> Fade to yeah. I'm, like, really hoping that we get another episode, though, like, where she, like, kind of, like, has a glitch and, like, sings. Because I just, like, miss her crazy I think the next, isn't the next one supposed to be a glitch episode? I don't know if it's a glitch I episode. I think I it, it definitely felt more like it was, like, something, like, going haywire with her powers. But I don't know if it's, like, a glitch in that she sings. Okay. Okay. I know that it definitely was, like, something was wrong with it, but I can't yeah. remember what. I'd have to watch the promo again, but, yeah, I really hope for something like that again soon. And I do want to just, like, address before we wrap that, like, if anyone out there is listening and sees, like, any kind of polls about, like, trying to, like, save the show, like, try your best to, like, vote in those because they they seem pointless, but they're really not, like, uh, yeah. these – Websites are usually run by, like, critics and stuff, and they do want to know, like, what do you want to watch? And they have been winning a lot of those polls, which is great. But, yeah, it is a bubble show. We don't know if it's been renewed. Um, And if you don't know what a bubble show, it means that it's basically always kind of in limbo. It's popular, but it's not popular enough to get instantly renewed. So you just – you need to make sure that – you know, you're tweeting. If you're if you want to talk about the show, use the hashtag Zoe's playlist. Like that kind of stuff does matter. Yeah. Make sure you are watching it in a way that is not illegal so that they know that you're watching. <laughs> yeah. And the thing to remember too is that while Zoe's is really popular, like it has a pretty wide viewership, it's also a very expensive show. So that means the bar is higher for for like what it's gonna take to get renewed. So really like bring that momentum and that excitement to it yeah because like also shows that are expensive like that they do like to up the ante every season like they want to they're gonna want to buy songs that are even more famous and even more crazy they're always gonna want to top themselves because unfortunately that is how tv works yep so yeah it is important i kind of wish they would release the songs on itunes so that people would have like a chance to like buy them yeah yeah That seems like a good place to end with a call to action, like help us save the show. So yeah, that's it for 208. Thanks for joining us. If you like what you heard, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And as always, we're on Twitter and Instagram at OurExtraPod. We will see you next week for episode 209. Also, sorry that we're like 
being really slow about getting episodes out. Pandemic time. It's it's a little exhausting sometimes. Yes. We are all physically and emotionally exhausted. Woo! Bye. Bye. <laughs>